I want a bar of chocolate. Mm. I want a tub of ice cream. So we're doing something that we've not done before and we've got Reginald behind the mic with us. Mm. So this could be a disaster. the bottom of a bag of crisps, bar of chocolate, or a tub of ice cream and gone, whoa, where the heck did that go? Well, today we're going to be helping you to figure out whether you're actually hungry or comfort eating so you can make an informed decision. Hello, hello. Hiya. You all right? We've got the giggles, haven't we? That, we, as you've already listened to the intro, apologies if, uh, apologies if it sounds like we're laughing, that took a very long time, didn't it? Do you know what? What we've just discovered is that we're not very good when like things are scripted. We're much no. better when things are just free-flowing because <laughs> the amount of takes it took us to do that with it was both cracking up laughing was ridiculous. That was absolutely not... Like, obviously, you've already heard that Jen said, have you ever? Every time Jen said have, I died crying laughing. It was... And nothing about it was funny. It really wasn't. I just couldn't stop. It was um my cheeks are actually hurting a little bit yeah. from having a time. I've still got tears in my eyes. Still crying a little bit. I'm not even upset. <laughs> right, before we dive into this week's episode, got a quick little announcement, haven't we? If anybody likes any new stuff, we've recorded our first guest podcast, haven't we, Jen? <laughs> We're not telling you who it is yet. You'll have to turn up on Thursday. You don't have to turn up anywhere. Actually, you just need to listen to it. Hit that little subscribe button so you don't miss. You, you get a little notification then when it's up and out. Because you used to always come like appearing on Monday, but actually it's going to be Thursday and Monday this Twice week. Twice a week or two. Double whammy. Also, he liked our new intro and stuff. Oh, I hope everybody because it takes me a very long time. Phil's actually editing stuff now, and I, I don't know if I can. I know. Podcaster. It's fancy. I put it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that. Phil managed to figure that one out. I didn't tell think. anyone about it. Oh, hold it, up. Have we already said this? Is this week three of the new intro and stuff? Probably. I thought it was week two. I think it's week three, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry if you've already asked you how you think, what you think of it. Someone actually messaged me this week saying they thought it sounded really good. Did they? Yeah. Terrific. Isn't that nice? What message you for? I did it. Message me, tell me, it sounds good. You like me better than you. I need the I'm ego more approachable than you. Because it takes that long. That's very nice. <laughs> Uh, it takes that long for me to do. I need the ego boost. I need someone to compliment me on it. It's taking me hours. <laughs> Give me day. compliments, please. Tell me it's good. Right, this week though, this episode, not this week. I, need, I can't say this week anymore, can I? Because we've got two episodes a week. Oh. It's all confusing. So not just this week. We have got a big topic coming on Thursday. But today, we're going to be chatting about something that we have noticed is being brought up a lot. And that is comfort eating. Yeah, we have a little question box on our store on Instagram and it keeps popping in there at the moment. And also... <laughs> Lot of clients um, chatting about it at the moment. I think it's t- a bit, a bit of the time of year. I think it's, it's kind of with the darker. Although it's very nice today, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think with the darker um, mornings and evenings, and particularly in January when there's not much going on, not much to look forward to. I think it's the kind we kind of fall into potential habits that we beat ourselves up for. I think basically we're not getting much comfort and so we seek comfort from food. Don't yeah, we, yeah, that's, that. that's a, a good way of looking at it. Well, that is probably why a lot of us are doing it a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think we have said this before um, when we've kind of covered this topic in terms of like emotionally in comfort eating, whatever you want to call it, that there's not anything necessarily wrong with comfort eating because I think what a lot of people kind of beat themselves up over it won't they mm. and and see it as this awful thing but 
I think food can actually get us through some really difficult times. I know when we got Reggie, I definitely leaned into food for comfort Mm -hmm. and I did it quite intentionally as well. Like I knew I was eating a lot of stuff that I didn't actually necessarily need, but it was making me feel good because I was um, struggling at the time. And I think it, it, it can be really powerful in helping us get through some really challenging points of life. And I think that we kind of disregard it as a coping mechanism because of the impact that it has on our bodies potentially. But actually it's only really a problem when it's our only coping mechanism. So if when things are tough, if turning to food is the only thing you know how to do, then that's when it becomes a real problem. In other instances, it's simply our body's way of letting us know that there's just something wrong. Absolutely. And I think one of the big things we want to cover today is actually discovering whether it is you are comfort mm-hmm. eating or not, because it can be one of the most difficult things to actually um, find out about what it is that you're doing. And often people will look for a solution before they've actually discovered the, I don't like words like problem and solution, but it'll make more sense for me to say, people often seek a solution before they've actually discovered what the problem is. So when I say that, like for example, today we're going to run through the differences between like physical hunger, taste hunger, comfort eating, and Often we're like, yeah, I'm comfort eating, so I need to use this solution. But if you're not, and it's actually physical hunger, mm-hmm. you're almost using the wrong solution for a different problem. And yeah. that's when things can get confusing. And we want to help today with basically giving you the um, insight into what each one is. And I'll start with physical hunger, because I think that's the one um, that often we potentially feel the most Mm -hmm. Um, and physical hunger is the one that it tends to build quite gradually doesn't it yeah I think one of the problems with physical hunger is that often with when we've been on diets time and time again we we tend to push those signals down and and we don't actually tend to recognize the 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 signs of physical hunger and a lot of what we do with clients is helping them to understand what physical hunger feels like for them but you are right it is something that builds a lot more gradually. Yeah, and the thing with that that word gradually is the tough bit, you're right, because when we talk about physical hunger and how it feels, we often use a scale, don't we, out of 10. And somebody will be like, oh, I wasn't really hungry. Then I was a nine out of 10. Mm. And it's that previous dieting that, no, you didn't go from one to nine. What happened was you went from one to two to three and so on until you got to nine. You just didn't feel the five and the six mm. and the seven and the eight. Yeah, we have. We've learned to ignore it because on previous diets, they basically told you, you know, uh, avoid that level of hunger and just follow this plan. Mm-hmm. And so we almost, we don't lose the ability to see these signals. We've just spent so long avoiding it that we can't feel it, which is why it's really important to literally like a muscle, train yourself. And that's why some of the things we work on with clients are, about actually feeling hunger, aren't they? Like, yeah. let yourself get hungry. Actually spend some time working out what does a five feel like? What does a seven feel like? Because it's going to be different. Like my five out of 10 and Jen's five out of 10, it's going to be slightly different. Yeah, and I think that I remember saying to you, like, I don't really know what happens in between like six mm. and like nine. Yeah. And then actually what I discovered was there was a whole new level of hunger that I would never allow myself to get to because mm. I was actually scared of being hungry. That's an interesting one. Some people, yeah, saying I go from a six to an I and I don't know the in between. When actually they're going from a six to a seven, 
but they just think that that seven's a nine. Mm. I know we're throwing loads of numbers out. It's a little bit that friend episode. <laughs> very different from that friend's episode, actually, because that's a very different subject. <laughs> I really hope someone who's listening knows exactly what I'm saying. Um, other little things that you'll potentially notice with physical hunger or things that you'll be aware of is that a decent amount of time's passed since your last meal or snack. So if you had something at 12 and then you're feeling you know, a different level of hunger at 20 past, it might not be physical hunger. Mm -hmm. It might be, you might not have eaten enough, but it probably isn't. You also might have, in another word, hangry gets thrown around a lot. Oh my goodness, I was hangry last night, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, hunger hunger was another level Mm -hmm. last night. I properly shouted at you. There was like a level of emotional hunger in there as well, though. Yeah, there was. I was a bit stressed. Yeah, I was a bit stressed and also we had to have a serious sit in conversation because I was like, I want a McDonald's because I just need mm-hmm. food. Yeah. No, I was desperate for food, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. And then you said to me, but what do you actually want? And I was like, I'll be honest, I'm not bothered what I eat. I just thought that the Mackies would be quicker than mm-hmm. anything else. Speed is I literally want just wanted something immediately because I was that hungry, mm-hmm. but also a little bit stressed. So I just wanted that bit of comfort. So I think that's why my mind went to the Mackies. But I think for me, I could identify that the predominant feeling last night was absolutely hunger just because I was, hunger, I was, yeah. I was fully like irritable anger. Which is an important point because you'd been in, well, we'd both been incredibly busy. We'd done about three, four hours of solid nonstop work, mm-hmm. which we don't do very often. We usually try and separate things into separate so that we can check in with yeah. things like how we're feeling, emotional levels, uh, hunger levels and all yeah, those Yeah, so we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to recognise yeah. we we're actually hungry, had we? So at the beginning of that chunk of work, you could have been like a five and you might have slowly gone six out of ten, seven out of ten, eight out of ten. And then as you stopped, you hit nine. You won't have noticed the six, seven, no. and eight because you're busy and focused on something else. And again, that's what diets tell you to do. Mm-hmm. If, if you're hungry, just get busy. Just do something else. Just just go go do some work. And but like, then you were at that, that, you see where I was at at that point, I instantly went for the quick and easy option. Naturally. And that was because I was too hungry that I couldn't make a decision that felt sensible but I was able well we were able to allow to put that pause mm-hmm. in to really think about what was going on rather than just making that snap decision and I think that's where the danger lies when you allow yourself to get to that like really high level of hunger where you I can only describe it as complete and utter brain fog on yeah. decision making last 100%. night and it was only because Phil kind of challenged me a little bit on my decisions that I was able to be like all right, okay, yeah, I see that there's other stuff going on here. Maybe that I don't necessarily want that. I just want the quickness of that. 100%. So to quickly recap before Jen moves, moves on to taste hunger, it, physical hunger is probably going to build quite gradually. You are going to go from a, a number out of 10 to another number out of 10. You might just not be great at it just yet. You are going to feel pretty low on energy. You're going to feel like you need some kind of food. <laughs> when you eat something, it'll probably satisfy it. So you'll be like, yep, I was hungry because now that I've eaten, I'm no longer hungry. Mm -hmm. You might feel some levels of like hunger. You might feel quite irritable, a little bit like tense and Mm -hmm. snappy at the people around you, not looking at anyone yet. Um, But those things will probably stop when you eat. And usually there's been a decent amount of time passed, hasn't there, since you last had something to eat. So they're kind of the things to look out for both before and after to gain an understanding of is it actual physical hunger that I'm feeling right now? Yeah. And I think, I think there's something to kind of touch on a lot of the time people kind of, we've talked about this in the past about like demonizing snacks. I think we did a whole podcast on this one, this idea that like snacks are bad, but what, if you're finding that you're kind of potentially um, delving into those foods that maybe you don't want and feel like you're comfort eating at certain points of the day, maybe it keeps happening at like, 
three o'clock in the afternoon or around that time or whatever it may be, just check in with yourself and ask yourself that would it be actually quite useful to just put some snacks in at that time of the day, test it out, put some snacks in at that time and just see what happens. Maybe the reason that you keep reaching for like those 10 biscuits in the biscuit tin at three o'clock in the afternoon isn't anything to do with the fact that you're um, comfort eating or having cravings. It it could literally just be that you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's really funny? Do you know, because we're recording again now, do you remember when we used to record and I just looked miserable all the time every time you were speaking and, Mm. like, I wanted to kill you? I'm really conscious of it now. So I'm now sat here, like, smiling when you're speaking. I might edit it if that's ever happening. I'll just get, like, a... I don't know, like, I'll cut out a picture of you smiling and just put that face on you just so you always like you're smiling. (laughs) Thank you. Listen to the podcast, you'll have no idea what we're on about. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see... But if you listen to the podcast and you prefer it, you don't need to go over to YouTube, by the way. I'm not pushing anyone. If you're a long-time listener, you will know exactly what we're on about as well, about the uh, miserable face. Um, So another one that's really interesting, that's kind of that uh, in-between, I would say, of like physical hunger and uh, that emotional hunger or... um, is taste hunger. I think this is a really interesting concept because I've been saying this to you lords recently. Like, I've not been feeling hungry and I've not been feeling emotional, but I've just wanted a bit, a biscuit. <laughs> like, I've just wanted the taste of a biscuit. Like, there was no necessary any emotions when I thought about it or there wasn't any hunger. I, I just really wanted a biscuit because I wanted the taste of a biscuit. And I think it's that idea that you want and crave something and when you have a small amount of that thing actually you're pretty satisfied by it because you're like yeah I wanted that tasted really good that's what I wanted that's what I was craving moving on but I think when we start feeling like we need larger quantities of that food that's when we uh, could be thinking about that emotional or comfort eating the comfort hunger the emotional hunger side of things so I think it's just that also seeing that in between of maybe you just wanted to taste something but that tends to be like I say those smaller quantities that little bit of it that just kind of satisfies that craving for whatever it may be absolutely and then moving on to emotional hunger because I think this is the big one and this is going to help us now to discover is it actually comfort eating is it actual emotional hunger and we've actually done a full episode on this and if you get to the end of this episode and you're like yeah I'm actually feeling loads of time you know there's loads of things where you know emotional hunger is a thing then episode 50 is 100% the one to listen to. Yeah, yeah. So this is like the, once you, if you've run through all of this and you're like, yeah, I've, I've gone through the checkpoints. I've looked whether it's physical, I've looked whether it's emotional. This definitely feels like emotional. If you then want some strategies for how to deal with that, go listen to episode 50 because there's absolutely tons of really great useful information in there. And we go a little bit deeper onto like the actual emotional yeah. and, and and problem solving type stuff around that. Mm-hmm. So the difference, so with physical hunger, as we said before, you'll feel physical hunger cues, whether you are great at it or not so great at it, depending on like dieting and restriction and stuff, there'll be some physical hunger cues there. With emotional hunger, the won't. You won't actually feel that slow build up like, oh, I could have something. And then maybe 15, 15, 30 minutes later, like, oh, I could maybe eat. Or maybe an hour later, you're like, oh, now I'm actually feeling quite hungry. Like, you won't feel that. It'll almost come on, won't it? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm hungry. I want food. I actually want to actually eat something. And often that thing you want to eat is quite specific. Like, mm-hmm. I want a bar of chocolate. Mm-hmm. I want a tub of ice cream. I want, um, I don't know, a, a donut. Like, it, it's very 
focused on a thing rather than it's not about I want to not feel hungry it's I want to eat a thing Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference isn't it it's less about you suppressing that level of hunger and more about requiring a Mm -hmm. certain food or type of food and usually once you've eaten that food you don't really feel satisfied you want another one and another one and you might have seen this weird like you know you've eaten a bag of crisp you get to the bottom of it right I need another bag of crisp you might be eating a chocolate bar and you're like right I need another one or you've got like the big chocolate bar and you finish the whole thing and you're like I could keep eating like, I just feel nothing like is going the phrase I've heard loads is uh I, I just feel like I, I, I'm never full like I feel like I can never mm. be full I feel like a bottomless pit is the one that I hear a lot yeah I just feel like a bottomless pit like no matter what I no matter what food I put in and no matter how much I could just keep going and this is now going to be that level of emotional hunger Mm -hmm. because your body isn't actually requiring food as such. And as we spoke about at the beginning, there is nothing wrong with finding comfort from food. We're not Mm -hmm. trying to erase that, eradicate it. What we're saying is that that level of hunger might not actually be you being hungry. Mm -hmm. Not at least not physically hungry. Yeah, like biologically, like there's actual things that are like, give me food. Like your body doesn't actually require that food to keep going. Doesn't need that energy. It just wants that, those good fuzzy feelings that you get. Yeah. And usually it'll occur after something. So, you know, you could feel it after a meal, but you could also feel it after an event. Someone said something, you've seen something, you've heard something, you've had a conversation. Um, proud of yourself because you've gone through a really difficult day or a really difficult week, or maybe you've done something and you want to reward yourself for doing really well, like... I had a conversation with someone the other day and she said that she was like, no matter what I do, I want food after it. Like no matter what it is, whether it makes me feel good or bad or whether I'm tired or whether I'm stressed, like I always want food after it. And that is that level of emotional hunger. And that's Mm -hmm. how we can tell the difference between the two. Another one is like looking really aimlessly into like um, the fridge or Mm. around the kitchen where you're just kind of searching things out and and you don't, you've not really got, an intention behind it you just find yourself in there yeah you open the fridge for like the 15th time and there's still nothing new in it but you're looking anyway yeah and then you leave the kitchen you go back in like 10 minutes later you open the fridge again for the 16th time and there's still nothing new there there's still nothing that you want to eat like you're just looking at it and you're looking at mushrooms and peppers and Mm -hmm. like other things cheese and random things and you're like i I don't want any of it and that's because you're not craving food you're craving a specific you know, chocolate bar or a specific donut or a specific thing you have a craving for. (laughs) And it isn't in that fridge. You can look in that fridge a billion times. You're not going to eat anything out of it. You want a thing. You want that suppress of that emotion through the comfort of food. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting when you start to unpick this because you really can start to see those habits that you have. And it might be that you do one of these specific things and you know, and it's really resonating with you. And just want to kind of raise as well a lot of um the clients that we work with and myself included the kind of the need for eating something sweet after your tea the you might be kind of looking at some of these emotional hunger things and thinking oh yeah I'm emotionally eating after my tea actually there's a lot of that comes down to habit I found like 80% of the time when you want something after your tea that's sweet a lot of it is just habit if you've had that kind of habit of having something sweet after your tea for your whole life 
it's probably just something that you do without even thinking about. So, or just to put a different tangent on it, just to show how many different things there are. Yeah, your tea might have been rubbish. Yeah, that's might so have been true. bland. <gasps> yeah, so you're now so creating you that insight. I think, I so think then the, that could yeah. be emotional. I think the point yeah. we're trying to make here is you might be physically hungry, you might be emotionally hungry, you might be taste hungry. It could be a habit. Maybe the food was just rubbish. I think what we're trying to get at is there are so many different things that could be going on that the solution as we say all the time, isn't just to have like a calorie target or isn't just to be told not to eat something. There are too many variables. There are too many things. There are too many, like, I, I don't mean the word problem because none of these are wrong. They're not bad. They're not, they're not unhealthy and they have their own place. But when we're trying to reduce them down, we often just go to the same thing. Mm-hmm. I need a calorie target. I need this. I need that because that's what's going to stop me. Rather often than trying work. to understand our bodies. And yeah. I think... I think that's the thing. I think the the and this is where we come to. You can you can always do the what like the what we can always do the what like eat less, move more. That's mm-hmm. the what, but it's the how. How do we do that? Like how do we start unpicking all these things? And that's why one of our values at Lifflin and Burn is I know my mind or body. Mm-hmm. It's working on really understanding, being committed to understanding your mind and your body on a in a way that you've never ever understood it before in kind of for, for, for reasons like this to really unpick what these things look like for you so hopefully that's been helpful uh, we will put the 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 kind of summary points for physical hunger taste hunger and emotional hunger in the podcast notes and yeah. i'm gonna go and stop reggie birkin and then we'll come back at you with an on the spot so we're doing something that we've not done before and we've got reginald behind the mic with us mm. so this could be a disaster but he's being a pain in the butt so if you're watching on YouTube, look, here's Reggie. Hello. That's going to send everyone to YouTube now. Hello, everybody. He's really cute. He's waving. I was just going to say, he stayed at the podcast. He literally so. looks like he's speaking into the microphone. I love that. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's brilliant. So, Phil, mm-hmm. your on-the-spot question this week. Mm-hmm. If you had to become an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be? What's an inanimate object? Like a chair. A guitar, a, a table, a microphone. What does inanimate mean? I don't really know. Like just like an object that's not got life. I think. Oh right. Oh, I see. What you mean. Oh, I think I know what you mean now. Just like a thing, just like a, an object. Yeah. So I couldn't become another person. It's just like inanimate a... meaning. Um, not alive. There we go. So it's just an object that's not alive. Yeah. Fantastic. Showing no signs of life, lifeless. For a year. Sorry if you can hear Reggie licking my hand. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> um, I can't edit that out. I'm speaking over the top. I would become a ramen bowl. A ra- mm. Why a ramen bowl? Because I'm just always going to have ramen, aren't I? <laughs> Love a bit of ramen. But you're an animate object, so you're not alive. That's fine. So you won't be able to actually, like, ramen bowls don't eat ramen. Like, it's fine. Know? I'm not physically hungry. <laughs> I don't need it. I just taste hungry. I just need it to be on me. I just need to be the bowl. It's just like in me. Do I look like a bowl yet? No. Oh. Yeah, it'd be a ramen bowl, I think. A ramen bowl. Excellent, right? Okay, then. That you wasn't expecting that answer, no, was you? No, really wasn't. What would you be? No, it's not my on-the-spot question. I know. Sure. Right, I'll, I'll ask you next week if you want me to. What would you be? <laughs> I was going to say plant, plants alive, so we can't have that one, can we? Yours aren't. <laughs> Excuse me. I've got two that I'm trying to keep alive, but they've really proven difficult. If anybody has any plant tips, help me out. Keep watering them. I do. Does it? I do. Does it monthly? 
No, I don't. Bang up the, I don't. Some of those plants. You're not supposed to water them that much water. The ones that are dying. I'm doing it on purpose. Purposefully killing them. I'm not killing we them. We haven't discussed whether the words purposely or purposefully. Oh, we always get confused by this. Oh, we geez. probably have talked about it. Right. Anyway, do you know what I think I'd be? What? I think I'd be a vase. Oh, why? Because you're always just sat on a nice little high ledge. You can always see what's going on. Can't you're an animal an object, object yeah. right? Well, I would. I'd be a vase. Oh, you could also see the, that's good as well, being a vase, because you've got different options. Because you could have flowers in you, you could also have ramen in you. <laughs> so you could you get the best of both worlds. Philly's ramen out of vases. Yeah, I, honestly, I love ramen. Why have you got ramen on the mind? I just want ramen. I'm just ramen for tea. No. Why? That is one of my favourite meals that we make. Though. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, Six Smith, for that. Why can't we have it for tea? Uh, oh yeah, we're going food shopping today. Yeah, I'll have it for tea. All right, yeah. I don't often pick the meals. Let me pick one. All right, okay. Let's have ramen for tea then. Mm. Ramen for tea. Ramen. If you want a ramen recipe, drop us a message. Message Amy Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. Hopefully, we'll be chatting to you again on Thursday. Yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. Hit that little subscribe button. Drop us a little review. Give us a little like you like while you is it is it no it's star rating isn't it oh it's on that many platforms you can rate us like us and something else yeah there's just so many things you can do just do it all like yeah. do all the nice things like it really helps people to get to know us yeah best yeah. thing you can actually do if anyone's wondering like i don't want to do all that can't bother do i just want to do one thing share it mm. share it that'll do honestly just share it something else yeah Other than that, though, we managed it reginald kept quiet you could just hear his licking in the background so sorry about that it's a bit gross and uh, see you next week. Go Have to YouTube one. so you can see him waving at you. See you later. Bye.